Shalom, I am Alan. And I am Leontine. Alan and I are professional tour guides, friends, and immigrants to Israel. In this podcast, we talk about everything Israel and our life here. I moved to Israel, fulfilling a lifelong dream after 30 years as a trial lawyer in Memphis, Tennessee. And I have a lot to say about my homeland. And I was born in Holland, then lived and worked as a licensed tour guide in France and ended my journey living and working in Israel. Yalla, let's go! Hello, Ellen. Shalom, Leontine, and Shavua Tov. A good week to you. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty yeah? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling, feeling older. I know. How was your week? It was good. I celebrated my 60th birthday. Oh, 60, so young. Yeah, but uh, Diane took me to Hungary, went to Budapest. Mm. And we just got back, and uh, it was a great celebration. Have you ever been to Budapest? No, no. Uh, my sweet Shlomo has been before we met. With uh, previous girlfriends, but uh, no, I've never been. Uh, was it nice? Did you yeah. have a lot of goulash? Yeah. Well, I had one goulash, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was good. I, I you know I I love goulash, but it wasn't I, not nothing to write home about. But oh. uh, I enjoyed. It's a beautiful city, and um, you know I've never been there, so I was. People always said, you know, Buddha's on one side and Pest is on the other side. That's yeah. why it's Buddha Pest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of uh, eye-opening. Uh, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. And it, I, it just <clears throat> reminded once again how great it is to live in Israel where you have such close access to all of these incredible uh, places in Europe and Africa and Asia. So it's, uh, it's just, um, it was a wonderful weekend. Mm. And uh, how about you? How was your week? So uh, just because we, we have a good friend that we've talked about already, Eva, who is from Budapest. Uh, so we... We have a special connection, right? With uh, is she from Budapest? No, she, she's not. She she's she says oh, yeah, that her mother is lives. Out, her mother yeah, yeah. she is Hungarian. Her yeah. mother lives outside of uh, Budapest. In right. fact, she uh, came to Budapest with her baby Olivia um, on uh, like like the third day that we were there. We tried to we tried to connect, uh-huh. uh, but things didn't work out. Oh, too bad. Okay. Okay. So you, now you tell me about your week. Ah, so my, well, I was working. You were on vacation, so I had to work. No, I had um, uh, actually a really, really nice tour for Bookify, uh, where both Ellen and me and some other good friends, Eva and also my sh- sweet Shlomo, we're all part of a collective of guides and we have our own uh, platform where people can reserve a tour and we have a collective tour. And so I had a tour with... Uh, really, really nice people. So it's individuals that uh, register for the tour and then together they form a small group. We never go above 15 people in the group. But what is really nice is to see that over the day while I'm guiding, they start connecting with each other. So I had today uh, people from Caracas, from Venezuela, people from uh, France, I had Americans and I had a couple, Muslim couple from the Maldives. So uh, it was 12 people. It was a very, very nice mix. 
in the beginning, you know, they're all a bit shy, looking at each other and not doing much. Oh, there was a British guy also. So I had, I really felt like I had the whole world. And by the end of the tour, we have lunch also during the tour. By the end of the tour, they were all friends and shaking hands and taking photos and so on. So very nice experience. That yeah. sounds like a great experience. But yeah. you're, you have a, you have a, uh, you're, there's something special about your guiding because you can guide in five or six languages. How many yeah. languages do you speak? Uh, five. Five languages. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can actually guide in five no, languages. No, I guide in three. Only three. <laughs> your license. Did your license say? Uh, Dutch, French, English. I And it says Hebrew but on my license. I don't know why, because I don't guide in Hebrew. So on my license, it mentions four languages, but I'm guiding in three. So yeah, it was nice because I was speaking French a little bit with the French people, but they were very good about it. They were even asking me all their questions in English. So they were, uh, no, nice people. And uh, in general, the people that book through Bec- Bookify are all nice, actually. So uh, I always look forward to this tour. So I had a very good working day. Good. Positive. So, so what are we going to talk about this week? Right. So this week, uh, guys, we are talking about public transportation in Israel. Now, okay, boring, you might think. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, public transportation here is anything but boring. Right. So first of all, compared to France, not that often on strike. It does happen, but not that often. When I talk to French people, they will say, oh, you're so lucky. Because in France, they are very, very often on strike, but not so much here. Uh, here, um, so what do we have? We have the train, we have the bus, we have uh, the light rail, and we also have uh, funiculaire, we call it, cable car. Um, am I forgetting something? I don't think so. That's what we have as public transportation. And we have also lots and lots of private options, but we're not going to talk about that today. So the train, first of all, is uh, new, just like the country, because when um, uh, Israel was born, actually uh, there was no train being used anymore. So uh, there used to be a train before, but Israel, I don't know exactly what happened, but they kind of forgot about it. We probably blew blew up all the trains. Right. And so they... The War of Independence. Yeah. So the railroad had to be rebuilt uh, altogether. And we had, there were for, uh, and there still are, by the way, some diesel trains still going. So uh, if you go, for instance, from Tel Aviv to the north, you still have big, big diesel locomotives. But we have now also electrical trains. So modern going, for instance, from... Uh, Caesarea to uh, Jerusalem. Now, for the bus, uh, f- as the train, there was no train for many, many years, the public transportation in Israel was the bus. And uh, there were basically two companies, Dan and Eget, uh, that were um, r- part of the government. Eh? They were government ruled. Yeah, well, you our, say? You know, our socialistic uh, roots, mm-hmm. uh, the beginning of the country was very uh, socialistic, very labor oriented, and everything was owned by the government. Uh, you know, like we have uh, national medicine, you know, our national health care system, uh, all of our transportation up until recently was owned and controlled by the, by the government, uh, including the buses right, uh, and the trains and the and even the planes, the LL, yeah, uh, was yeah. the national uh, air yeah. carrier. Yeah, is it, it's not anymore. No, it's privatized. No, it's private. It's now private. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but it feels very government. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about public transportation. So um, uh, now they have liberated or freed this uh, government thing. So now you have many, many new companies 
that you see around in the buses, uh, but it was done in Eggert and the bus is a whole experience. And it, as I said, it was the only way to uh, cross the country with public transportation for many, many, many years. So it's true when you came to Israel, you would get a ticket for, for Eggert or Dan and uh, go anywhere you wanted. Yeah, in the, in the old days, the, the buses, the bus drivers, I mean, it was a job that you, when you got a bus, uh, you became a bus driver, you became a bus driver for life. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a profession, a very uh, respected profession. They weren't oh, yeah? always so nice and, and they got comfortable in their jobs. Uh, you know, when I, did you, were you interviewed for the tour guide course? Did you have to go in front of the panel of... Uh, uh, Chaim Karel was there, our, the, the head of the, uh, our course. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I went in front of them, uh, they asked me, the question they asked me was, why do you want to be a tour guide? And I explained to them when I came to Israel for the first time at 17 years of age, uh, driving around in Israel on the buses was a, was a wonderful experience for me because in Memphis, Tennessee, we didn't really use public transportation. So to be on the buses was a whole experience. Uh, the bus drivers were kind of revered. And I told them that, uh, you know, I, I, I dreamed someday of making Aliyah, coming to Israel and being a, the first, being a bus driver. Okay. That, that was a dream of mine, to be a bus driver. Cute. And if I couldn't be a bus driver, I wanted to be a tour guide. <laughs> okay. And as you were, they didn't want you as a bus driver. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you, you ended up becoming a tour guide. Yeah. So the, the bus drivers, I wouldn't say today that they are heroes. Um, they are, listen, I was a few weeks ago with my grandchildren and we were uh, taking the bus to uh, go to the train station to take the train to the airport. And uh, we were with the suitcases and everything, my husband and the two grandchildren and the bus came and we were sure we were not going to make it in time at the bus stop so we said okay we're not going to run we'll wait for the next bus but then in fact the bus driver was waiting for us so he didn't go and opened the doors you know like, um, and so we we said oh I think he's so he was waiting for us which was very sweet which is very rare because in general, the buses don't wait for you. When you arrive running quickly, quickly, and they will just leave, they don't care. Um, some are really great drivers, some <clears throat> a little bit less. Or if I say uh, they, they, f- it's as if they f- uh, feel that they're in a video game, you know, where you have to uh, go very, very fast and uh, burn all your enemies. Or um, maybe they... Uh, Imagine that they're driving their Porsche, and so. Uh, ah, but come on, you, 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 you have to admire them driving on the the streets of of Israel, uh, and Jerusalem, and Tel Aviv, narrow yeah. roads and with the cars, yeah. cars parked wherever the heck they want to park. They have yeah. to drive around them, and then, and then of course the customers, the Israeli customers, are not all that easy. So. No. You have to admire these guys. Come on. Well, give, them a, my, give them a little. I, yeah. Well, I've, I've read about uh, people that broke their ribs, you know, because the, <laughs> the drivers, they uh, they bro- had to break. Uh, well, that's maybe not their fault. They had to break and then people were falling all over the bus. It's an experience. When I was in the tour guides course, I lived in Tel Aviv. And the tour guides course was in uh, Jerusalem. And the train from... Tel Aviv to Jerusalem was not running yet. So I was um, minimum three times a week going to uh, Jerusalem by bus and coming back sometimes by bus. Sometimes I would drive with uh, uh, fellow students. Um, And sometimes it was a disaster. And 
we got into traffic jams or the bus was super full and I had to sit on the floor or I had a bus driver who thought his bus was a Porsche and we arrived in 20 minutes where <laughs> normally it's almost an hour drive. Uh, but sometimes it was very smooth and easy. So uh, yeah, it's it's a lottery, I would say. But uh, also the other thing is with the buses is that they are not always super new. If Can I say that or am I sounding too negative now? Uh, a little negative, but that's <laughs> your personality. But they're, they're, look, they, they, they take a lot of beating, a lot of abuse. Yes. The weather is uh, the sun, the dust, uh, the, the roads. Are, are, the people. And, oh, sorry. And, and of course, the people. You know, yeah. it's funny. You're talking about the people getting on the buses and getting on the trains yeah. that we're going to talk about. The thing is, is that Israel, uh, unlike, see, see <clears throat> look, Leontine comes from Paris. Uh, where everything is prim and proper and you line up in a queue and uh. you wait for the, the bus and you have a, uh, maybe you have a reservation. See, in Israel, it, it doesn't operate that way. No, no. Uh, people have elbows and they use them. You know, the elbows, God gave us elbows for two reasons. One, to bend our arms so we can eat. And the other is to uh, knock your way into on, the bus, into the bus <laughs> or onto the train. There yeah. are no rules. No. And there is nobody uh, standing uh, at the entrance telling you, oh, there are, uh, there are too many people on the bus now or uh, on the train mm-hmm. because they pack them in, don't they? Like sardines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a real experience to drive uh, on a bus. But, but go ahead. You be negative if you want. No, let I, me say I'll something. I'll talk about the positive. Okay, let me say something positive. Uh, we had a good experience when the um, uh, soccer final, final took place a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were on the train from the airport to um, to Jerusalem, and um, not everybody had uh, Wi-Fi. So a few people that had Wi-Fi on their phone, because there were a lot of tourists in the in the train, uh, looked at were watching the the game. So you had like twenty people that were around one little telephone of one Israeli who was willing to show the the game to all the others. And uh, it was very sweet. And even the controllers, they came and they watched. And when the game was finished, it was France against Argentina. And France lost. And then everybody came to say that they were very, very sorry for us uh, because we are French. So that was all very, very cute. So there, there can be some really nice atmospheres. And again... They are, all of them, they are very rarely on strike, which is really, if you have lived in a country where the public transportation is on strike all the time, it is a huge relief that you know that at least they probably won't go on strike, which is great. Yeah. Uh, the, the other positive things are that, uh, first of all, the buses run regularly. Um, they run pretty much all night long. Ah, I have another one. It's and cheap. All, it's very inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah. And you can pay with your, well, actually today on the buses, you have to pay, you have to either have a Ravkov, mm-hmm. the, the card, the prepaid card, or you, what I do, do you have a pre, do you use the Ravkov? Yes. So what I do is I have the, an app on my phone. It's mm. hop on, hop off. Yeah, I have the two. Uh, and I get on the bus and, you know, I just scan the barcode and boom, yeah. uh, it charges my credit card. And the same thing with the trains. Uh, not the light rail yet. The light rail, you still have to use the Ravkov. Um, I don't think you can use an app, no, no. Uh, but the convenience to be able to hop on, hop off. And I don't think I ever wait very long for a bus or a train. I mean, the, the train from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv runs every half hour yeah. um, until 11, 11, until 11 in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and they start running early in the morning. And where I'm, I live and where you live, we have bus stops right outside our door. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can go anywhere in town. And every city and town has a Tachana Hamerkazit, mm-hmm. has a central bus station. So you go there, and the central bus station is sometimes... That's, that's another thing. A central bus station is really an experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a small city in a city. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they have malls, and you yeah. can shop, and you can eat, and you can catch your bus. You can even check... check the trains are usually nearby. Um, kind of like in Paris, you have Gare du Nord and Gare de Sa- It's Gare a guy, yeah, in, in Paris it's different because you cannot cross Paris by train. So every direction towards the to the north, to the east, to the south, it has its own railway station. So it's a little bit different. So for, yeah. but for me, coming from Memphis, Tennessee, where there's, I don't know about now, it's been eight years since I've been there, but w- when I grew up there and until I moved to Israel, we had very poor uh, public transportation. So to be able to step outside your door and go anywhere you want at the at a, a inexpensive price, you don't have to take a taxi, you can just jump in a, on a bus, mm-hmm. take the bus to the train, the train to another city, or you can take the bus to any city in, in Israel. Um, and for me, that's, that's incredible. I mean, yeah. it's just, a, it's just, no, no, it's true. And then there, so on Shabbat, uh, fr- from Friday, end of the day until Saturday, end of the day, there is no public tr- transportation, expect, except for uh, Haifa, which is a city where a lot of non-Jewish people live. So there, there is a bus that's functioning uh, on uh, Saturday. And also in Tel Aviv, you have buses now running on Saturday because Tel Aviv wants to uh, show that it's not an Orthodox city and that they don't want to deal with the Shabbat thing. So the the city has uh, put buses on uh, Shabbat. And of course, you have also um, uh, Palestinian buses. So... We have buses here in Israel, but then the West Bank or the, what would you call it, the West Bank? Do you call it the West Bank? Occupied territories? No, <laughs> occupied territories. What are you talking about, occupied territories? It's either the West Bank, which yeah. is the political term for yeah. it, or uh, in Israel they call it... Uh, Palestinian Ju- Authority. Judea, Judea and Samaria. Samaria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, really you're talking about East Jerusalem. East Jerusalem has their own, uh, the Arab bus company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a green, I think it's a bu- white bus with green uh, stipe as opposed to the, the Jerusalem, uh, West Jerusalem bus company. You can yeah, go up and which down is green. Yeah. Hebron to, yeah. to uh, Beit Lechem, to Bethlehem. But they are actually part of the, um, so you can pay with your rough cards, rough calf uh, cards on that those buses as well because I went to Bethlehem uh, um, two months ago or something when it was still possible and um, uh, we hopped on a Palestinian bus, and we could use our cart on it as well. So they are actually connected. But and I and so they also function on uh, Shabbat, I guess, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So Israel's looking. You know, they're, they're looking for better ways for transportation, for public transportation. They're they're as you mentioned, the trains now. They used to be diesel, and and now we have um, electric trains. I noticed I just traveled around the country if, uh, last week for 14 days with, with a family from Canada, and I kept watching all the trains. They are now lines, the, the, the electrical lines are going up all over Israel for all of the trains eventually will be converted to That's good, electric. Yeah. That's great. Um, you know, from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv is an electric train. Actually, mm-hmm. it goes from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv to Herzliya. Yeah. 
and I see, I saw the tracks going from, from Tel Aviv to Beersheba that are also now converting over to electric train, higher speed train, so more efficient. And look, the better the, the, better the public transportation, the safer, less congested, better for, sure. for our environment. Absolutely. And Israel is, is, is trying yeah, no, no, but you know, we don't have a car, so I'm actually, we are using a lot, a lot, a lot of public transportation. We take a, like a shared car if we really need one, but in general, we only use the public transportation. We already did in France, and we would rent a car if we need one, but we don't uh, own a car, as you know. So I do like to take advantage of uh, your, you and your car, <laughs> if I can. No, I try not to use my car. I, yeah. I, now I don't, I don't use my car anymore to go to Tel Aviv. I, I, right. take, I take the... I take uh, the bus to the central bus station of Jerusalem the and the yeah. train to the yeah. uh, central bus station in Tel ah, Aviv. There is a new bus going through the new tunnel. So uh, that's another thing, which is not bad for us because it's on, it leaves from our side of the city. Uh, there is a new tunnel that's uh, where you enter our side of the, where, where Ellen and I live um, through. And there is a bus that leaves from that part. So there where, where does it leave from? I, I, um, I know it goes by Herzog. Uh, but I think from Talpiot. Oh, I wow, think. that's yeah. great. Saves yeah. it probably about 30 minutes to get to Tel Aviv. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very, very convenient, very fast. Now, there's one other um, thing that we haven't talked about, the uh, light rail. So there is one. there was one first light rail here in Jerusalem that went from Mount Herzl, so basically from West Jerusalem to East Jerusalem, um, which is really great. It comes every, what, five minutes or something. It go goes by really, really, really fast. Um, in the beginning, it was worked in such a way that it would never stop in front of a red light. So the whole traffic in Jerusalem was arranged in such a way that the light rail would never have to stop. Now that's, I have seen the light rail stopping here and there, but in general, it's very, very smooth, very busy. It is also true that getting on and off the light rail is complicated because um, even if you have a mother with a child and a, and a stroller the people won't let her off people <laughs> already enter the light rail but uh, it's great it goes really a lot and then there is also the cable car in Haifa <coughs> excuse me that takes you from the train station straight up to the Technion University I heard that uh, last week it got stuck so people were in the cable car for a few hours I think but nobody got hurt. But So it's brand new, so I guess they're still trying it out. But that's another really great public transportation. You know, uh, Jerusalem has also approved a cable car, similar to the vernicular, but a cable car going across uh, to the old city so that you can get from West Jerusalem to the old city without all the traffic because it gets very congested with mm -hmm. buses and cars. So they're trying to figure out solutions to transport large groups of people to the old city. And they did approve a cable car. It hasn't started construction because it's tied up in the courts. Um, the Supreme Court yeah. is, has to decide if they're going to let that uh, uh, that project go forward. And of course, Tel Aviv, if anybody's visiting Tel Aviv, you will get stuck in traffic with detours going around all the construction because they are building a light rail, subway, public uh, uh, transportation, electric transportation in Tel Aviv and around Tel Aviv, I think like 50, 60 miles. Yeah. I don't know if that is in kilometers, but it's 50, 60 miles of, of rail service within the municipality, within the uh, greater metropolitan area of Tel Aviv. Yes, and in Jerusalem too. 
we'll get more. You'll get one here, right? Yeah, the green line. Yeah, they're going to bring one right down my neighborhood. Exactly. Now, um, one last thing. They are also uh, going to build new train stations in uh, Jerusalem. And so you will get a train station very close to where you live, Alan, as well. Well, you know, despite in despite twenty years Leon, or something, despite Leontine's ne- uh, negativity, mm-hmm. we we I think we have a wonderful um, public transportation system. It's not perfect. It has, I agree. Uh, but, I agree. It, but it is very convenient, uh, efficient most most of the time, um, and affordable. Um, so I, I I give it a big thumbs up. Right. So. We had an interesting question. Now people are starting to ask like personal questions. Okay. Uh, and uh, listeners um, wanted to know, uh, wanted to know from us, what are, what, what are some of the differences? What are the biggest differences that we noticed when we moved from our native countries to Israel? Um, mm. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to talk not about my native country, but about France, because I moved from France to here. But you were there for 20 some odd years. I mean, 30, 30 years. That's I was longer. In, yeah, I was longer in France than in Holland. Yeah. So what I uh, noticed first was the way people dress. You know, in France, everybody looks as if uh, they just uh, left a show or a fashion show or a theater show or whatever uh, here. So they all look very, very classy, beautiful shoes and everything. Here, everybody looks very, very, um, how can I say, uh, um, sportive, first of all. They're casual. usually very casual, yeah. either with big hiking shoes and jeans or shorts, if it's the summer, um, and T-shirts, or people even will go out in their pajamas, so super uh, with Crocs and so on. So the difference in clothing, very different. And you? Well, first of all, I wanted to comment on you. That, that's funny because Americans are also quite formal. We're not as as uh, sophisticated, perhaps, in our dress as you are in Paris, but but very formal or more formal than here. Uh, in fact, when you get an invitation in Israel from a former American to a wedding, they have to put on their invi- they have to put on their invitation a notice to their Israeli uh, invitees or Israeli guests. Uh, not to wear blue jeans, ah. <laughs> not to come to the formal wedding in blue jeans or casual. Wow. In America, they put on their casual, you know, they, they put on uh, tuxedo. Uh, okay. Required. Okay. But uh, one of the things I noticed um, in Israel, the difference, one of the big differences is food. Okay. The food is uh, is uh, very fresh. Better. Yeah. And homegrown, uh, farm to table. You know, we have farm to table in America, but it's not here. It's the It's the norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is the exception. Yeah. So the food is is was one of the biggest things that I noticed. The biggest difference between um, my former uh, home, okay, uh, is the food. Okay. Yeah. So all right, that concludes another episode of Yala Israel. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, you enjoyed it, and I hope you have a great week. And you too, Leontine. Thank you. See you soon. Okay. Thank you for listening to Yala Israel. Send your questions by email at yalaisraelpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at yalaisraelpodcast. This podcast was made possible with the help of Leia Kramer, our editor, Elliot Musses, our musician, and Shai Aloni, our cover art designer.